0: Power,
1: power. Welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga series and Shonen Trump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. And this week, we're talking about Dark Mage, and we're joined by our guest, Jake.
2: Hey, I'm Jake from the podcast Most Foul. Jake, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me.
1: And this week, we're doing something a little different. We're talking about a series that didn't run in Shonen Jump. And in fact, it's not even a manga, but a manhwa. A comic series from Korea that published online.
2: Oops. (laughs) I just swung right in and messed everything up.
1: Yeah, it's all your (laughs) fault, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) To be perfectly transparent, this was on a list of what I thought was Shonen Jump manga. (laughs) But apparently someone accidentally put it in and then we were starting to read it. And I was like, why is this reading left to right? And the automatopia or the sound effects look like they're Korean letters instead of Japanese. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, this is Korean. <laughs> it's not Japanese. And the
0: fact that the characters, their names are not Japanese names, definitely.
2: What really sold it for me was the uh, things from the scanlators who were like, we need Korean translators, please.
1: <laughs> Though sometimes they actually have it where it's like
2: the leaks
1: of Shonen Jump come out in like Chinese first. So they actually do look for like Chinese people to translate it because that's faster than getting the Japanese original. Oh, uh-huh, that's cool. So... Dark Mage is the tale of Doc go a powerful warrior in an Asian-inspired fantasy world. However, on the verge of death after an intense battle, he's saved by a group of wizards from another world, Truvania. Truvania is a Western-inspired world that is in a constant state of war as humans try to survive against hordes of monsters, led by powerful dragons. However, Doc Go-Sung, now going by Daemon Solo, has lost access to his powerful key abilities and has to learn magic to help protect his new home. yep people are like just spoil the whole plot because you're never gonna read it anyway but that is the whole plot it's like when they were making lethal weapon five where it's like we go back and forth back and forth fighting crime fighting crime, and the movie just sort of (laughs) ends i don't know if the author was just like in denial about it but he makes no attempt to resolve literally anything in the last few chapters he has he just continues on as if he's gonna have another 20 chapters yeah it could be the industry where maybe legitimately he didn't know until he got canceled that he was done Jordan, why don't you lead us off by talking about the main character Dot Go Sung, or as he's renamed, Damon Solo. First of all, that is
0: such a name that like a nineties metal guy would call himself. So Dot Go Sung is a high priest of Zoroastrianism, which is a real religion. It is the oldest monotheistic religion that is still around. <laughs> And I have no idea why Zoroastrianism is a big part of this comic, at least in the beginning, but it is. So he is the high priest of that, and he is a hunchback who fights using uh, these Wolverine-type gauntlets, and he uses what's known as the Divine Demon Tech the Divine Blood Demon- Divine Demon Blood Technique. It- it's like, I-, I don't remember which word comes in front of the other word, but those words are
1: all in it. <laughs> divine Demon Blood Technique. That sounds about right. You just see, like, hit a dartboard of, like, really cool, like, power metal words. (laughs) I always imagine that whenever Doc Go Sung talked, there was, like, a guitar riff. I don't have enough key points for my blood magic. It really added to my reading experience. (laughs) I love that.
0: I imagine him going, Oh, the divine demon blood technique is broke. So there was a curse placed on him as a young child. His father was also this evil, strong person, and the competing Shaolin monk or whatever basically killed his father, and then he put a curse on Dako so that he could never, ever use Key again. However, he somehow learns to use Key again, and I don't think it's fully explained how. So it was just like completely ignores this curse except
1: like maybe once or twice.
0: Yeah, there's a couple times where it's super relevant, but basically what happens is every time he has the thought of killing somebody, he gets a really bad migraine. And it's really weird because he kills a lot of people and he doesn't have this happen except for one or two times when it's relevant to the plot and suddenly he gets a really bad headache. Oh man, you know what guys, I'd sure love to fight you right now, but I have this curse and man, I got a real bad headache right now. So, like, you know what? We'll do it some other time.
1: My curse is acting up again. (laughs) (laughs) Ultimately, though, he is sent to this magical world where because of his, like, really intense fight, he actually loses his ability to use, like, his key abilities. And so now he's, like, trying to learn magic. I guess kind of like as a loophole for him losing (laughs) his ability.
0: Here's the thing. The actual mechanics that go around it and explain why this is happening or whatever are incredibly confusing. (laughs) Mm-hmm. it's so hard to really piece together exactly what happened because, like, he says things like, the divine demon blood technique broke and now I can't use any of my key, And I don't know what that means.
1: Yeah. And then they never really explain if key and magic are the same thing.
0: So when he goes to the other world, he basically goes from an ancient Korean world to a a European Dungeons and Dragons world where they straight up use words like mana. And I think it's heavily implied that what they call key is what these guys call mana.
1: Yeah, but then it's kind of different because he's like, I can't use key, but he can use magic. So it's like, it seems to be different when it's convenient for the plot. Yeah. But shit, we're, we're getting off topic. <laughs> Jake, would you like to talk about Zhu Huan-san, who may be the most longest haired person of a cast of very long haired people? <laughs>
2: I would love to. So, June he plans to become the leader of Zoroastrianism by defeating Dot Gosung, and And uh, he's kind of the one who has orchestrated this big, huge fight at the beginning. They're hunting him down. And they're trying to beat him. He also gave Sung the divine demon blood technique. And then he just kind of never shows up after the third chapter. <laughs> yep.
0: You say he gave him the divine demon blood technique. What you're saying is he gave him a book. Yeah. So, the implication to me is that Docco learned how to do this technique by just reading a how-to manual,
1: which is hilarious. Yeah. He's like, I am too good at too many things. Only someone who has never been good at anything can master this technique, because apparently that's not how transferable skills work. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Jordan, you have learned over 5,000 words in English. Learning Spanish is <laughs> beyond your capability now. <laughs>
0: Doggo, you're a weakling and you fucking suck, and that's why you can learn this.
1: (laughs) You will not be able to prestige if you multi-class at this point. (laughs) It is too late for me. Shit, I spec'd too early and I filled that slot with a different spell. It's actually impressive how it feels more like a video game than Guardian of the Witch, which literally had like a mana bar and characters essentially at hit points where their physical status didn't change as long as they had enough HP. And this is the one that feels more like a fucking video game. (laughs) It cannot be overstated how much this series feels like a video game or a tabletop RPG. They're
0: just straight up using D&D spells. They use burning hands at one point.
1: (laughs) They do. Speaking of magic, let's get into Lord Shrekheimer. He is absolutely the only bald character in the series, which is quite impressive. So instead he has a majestic beard. Amazing. (laughs) Essentially kidnaps Doc and he is just like this high wizard of this kingdom that's being attacked by monsters like goblins and orcs, and he's like, Ah, you need to like protect us because you are this powerful warrior from a different land. But then he learns that Doc can't use any of his powerful techniques, so he's kinda like, Okay, I'm done with you, whatever, just have a good life. And then he never shows up again. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They mention him a couple times. Shrekheimer, his name might be pronounced Shrechimer, but I'm calling him Shrekheimer because I just like that name a lot more. You just want to say the word Shrek. Shrekheimer, specifically, (laughs) is hilarious. So the place where they take him is, it's kind of an analog for the powerful, like, Christian church during its uh, glory days as, like, kind of a, a Holy Roman Empire type thing. And he's kind of positioned as, oh, he's the good Christian, if I'm making this kind of analog. Where it's like, there's a lot of corruption in the upper ranks and all over the place. But Doc sung really likes Shrek And he comes off as just, like, a nice guy. Like, Dako sung winds up being useless to them, as far as they know. But he's still like, you know what, man, I hope that you're able
2: to live well in this world.
0: He comes off as kind of a good guy and one of the only good guys who are like in that governmental system.
2: He's kind of a nice grandpa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so then the next character is Hong Young Young, who is, I think, supposed to be set up as like this really cool rival character. And he even follows Dakosung into like this magic gate that teleports him. And then he just never shows up. Yeah. He shows up in flashbacks when Dako
0: Sung is thinking about what it was like in the old days. Mhm. And he's kind of the mirror of Dako Sung. Like the idea of Dako Sung is he's this guy who was cursed from birth to be like completely weak and stuff like that, but he's had to work his ass off to get super strong. hmm myung Homyeong-young on the flip side is more like this guy who was given kind of every opportunity. Mhm. He is, you know, beautiful looking, he's very strong, he is training all this time and stuff.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a strange little dichotomy that they have going there. One's got a hunch, one doesn't. They couldn't be more different. Yeah. And then, Jakey, for the last character, would you like to go into detail about Doyle Brokenheart? Doyle Brokenheart?
2: Doyle Brokenheart. After they determine that his name is now Damon and he can't really be useful, they conscript him to the guard and then he meets this guy named Doyle Brokenheart. He's a dark mage. I like the title! I know, right?
0: Only 20 chapters in! <laughs>
2: Damon kind of pesters him into taking him on as a student. Mm -hmm. This guy was like horribly burned by his master, who was also a dark mage, who was trying to fuse him with a fire elemental. We don't get to see too much of him because right at the end, but he's kind of badass and feels like he would have been a really interesting character. I agree.
1: Damon was definitely, I think, my favorite character in the series,
2: even though he's only there for like five chapters.
0: I really like Damon. I wish the series had introduced him earlier, so I I could have gotten to know him more. (laughs) He's got, like, this gross, burned zombie face. He kind of connects with Duck Go, because Duck Go is also physically disabled. Doyle walks around with his head constantly in a cloak, in shadow, so that you can't really see how messed up his face is.
1: Yeah. So this series was actually based on the series of light novels, which was written by Kim Jung-ru, and it was drawn by Kong Jason. sin Kang sin also made the series Red Soul, which ran in 2008 for about three volumes, while this series itself ran in 2005. Though I couldn't find exact publishing dates just because it was put online, so it seems like no one really specifically was writing down when the different issues were going online. Being online published is really common in Korean comics, like Tower of God, God of High School, or Solo Leveling, all are published online. And then if they're printed, it's just kind of like as a, like a cool thing to do.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, Solo Leveling, which I think is really cool, like it's made specifically to be seen on the computer screen. Really doesn't translate to print very well because it's all horizontal scrolling. Whereas this is definitely much more of a traditional comic that can be printed in a book.
1: Yeah, I would not have thought this was a Korean manga if I hadn't noticed, like, the sound effects being Korean and the fact that you read it from left to right instead of right to left.
0: It took me, like, way too long to realize that you had to read it left to right,
1: honestly. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I was just like, why isn't anything making sense? Why is
1: everything moving so weirdly? Oh. <laughs> That's all I actually had to say about the manga details. I don't know that much about light novels, do you guys? Not really, no. It's kind of like a picture book where occasionally there will be, like, a image after, like, an important, like, section in the book. Oh, cool. Oh,
0: okay. So there is
1: art. Yes. So that's why it's called a light novel. They're illustrated with an anime or manga art style and often adapted into such media.
0: I guess the closest, like, Western parallel would be, like, light novels or... Yes, light novels. Oh my god. The closest Western comparison would be like pulp novels, Mm -hmm. or even like old Penny Dreadfuls and stuff. Yeah. And typically, if an anime is adapted from something and it
1: isn't from a manga, it's from a light novel. Yep. Do you have anything on the popularity? No. And I realized we kind of have to drop that section right now. Super iPatch Wolf was like, actually, it really isn't useful to talk about that. So really sales is the only useful metric. Mm. So I'll have to figure out how to get that data. So we'll probably have to drop that section until I like find a source for it. That's in English.
0: Yeah. That's the other hard thing. All the good data is in Japanese, but that's okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Time to learn Japanese. <laughs> Just got to boot up Duolingo and figure it out. <laughs> Importing from a Japanese API. That sounds really <laughs> fun. Yeah.
1: Let's get into the section about why it failed. So really, I had a lot of things just in terms of the fundamental framework of how the series was written Mm -hmm. that just really, really made it so difficult to enjoy it. One of the main problems I have with the series is that they just spent so much time building up the world before the main character gets teleported to the new fantasy world. And I understand that's like a really core thing to kind of do in these isekai. Or for those who are unfamiliar, isekai is a genre that's become really popular in the last like five to ten years, where essentially someone from a mundane world is sent to a fantasy world. Like an example of it is stuff like Konosuba, That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, or (laughs) Re-Zero. Some of that isekai has the best goddamn titles. They really do. I'm looking at a list of them. Problem children are coming from another world, aren't they?
2: (laughs) Don't you love your stepmom and her two-hit multi-target attack? (laughs) It's a really awesome genre. So in this case, though, it's a little bit weird
1: in that it's a fantasy world to our fantasy world. They spent maybe 10 or 12 chapters just defining the rules of the world, how the magic system worked, all these characters. And then, you know, he goes to a new world. So we're never seeing these characters ever again. Yeah. So what was the point?
0: The point, at least the way it's actually used is to boost his character. But that stuff could have all been flashbacks.
1: Yeah. Or the pilot that, you know, is essentially three chapters. You really could have fit that all into the pilot. Oh,
0: yeah. One of the reasons I feel like they might have done a world that is so close to D&D was so that he didn't have to quite explain literally everything. (laughs) But then he still does. Well, yeah. (laughs) But he didn't have to. Terrible writing flex. Yeah. We
1: didn't even talk about the dragons, which
0: are the main antagonists of the whole series.
1: I cannot remember a single personality trait of any of the dragons. (laughs) And to go into one of the reasons I really dislike the series is everyone looks really similar because they're all just built the same. They have long hair, dark hair. They're wearing armor. So, like, there's multiple characters where one character just looks like another character with a mustache. Yeah. If you had told me that character just, like, had grown a mustache after, like, three months, I would have just completely (laughs) believed that that was the same character.
0: I mean, that's the issue with a lot of anime. Like, that's an issue with Demon Slayer, too. <laughs> yeah, all the faces kind of look the same, except for uh, a couple notable scars <laughs> or whatever.
1: To go back the, to the explanation thing, so the series just takes all this time to explain things, but it's so poorly explained, I actually can't retain any of it. Like, when he comes to the world, the wizard who teleported him literally spends three chapters just giving exposition about the world, where it's like, all oh, these dragons hate humans, and we're in this war, and then there's like this pack where we get magic. And at the end of it, I was like, I don't know what the fuck this dude is talking about.
0: Well, it's more than that because he doesn't just explain it to him. He explains it to him while he's in
1: bed like it's the beginning of The Princess Bride. (laughs) Oh,
0: yes. (laughs) That's true. And this part is... Oh my god, this was, like, so much. So the... He explains him the entire history of their world, basically, and why they did it. They had another swordsman come over, and his name was Lord Crossin. and... So the basic conflict here is that all the swordsmen in that area left, they got on a boat and went to America, like, I'm only slightly kidding, and the problem is that all these mages, they're strong, but it takes too long for... <laughs> for them to get off their attacks. Like, it's such a video game mechanic thing. Yeah. Where it's like, we need a tank, and we need a DPS, and we just have these mages. <laughs> it's true. We need some party variety, please. The entire reason for them trying to bring Doc Go over is that they have an unbalanced party.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we'll pay for your server hop, bro. We just, we need you for the five man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that image where it's, like, Fred Savage, but it's the main character. Yeah. Just being read this story by this old wizard. To give you some more backstory, basically, that backstory is to
0: explain who Lord Crossan is, who's like this messianic figure in their world, basically. But then they got into trouble with religion, and Crossan was like, well, I'm an edgy atheist and I don't believe in God, so they killed like a thousand people. And then he was like, well, fuck you guys, and then he got on a boat and went across the ocean, and then he came back to save them, but even though he came back to save them, the church was still like, ah, fuck you, and he's like, ah, fuck you, and then he went back over the ocean again. they just kind of feel way too embarrassed to ask him for help again
2: (laughs) they kind of fucked up have you ever been so embarrassed to ask for help that you do a kidnap instead
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah they were like oh we are gonna steal someone from another dimension because it's easier than apologizing
2: to this dude fucking mood though oh yeah But
0: also it really does say a lot about how little it matters and how confusing it is that when we were describing the plot, we didn't even mention that the bad guys are evil shape-shifting dragons who invented the very concept of magic and they have to kill all the humans on Earth before they're forced to go back to sleep. We did mention that the dragons rule the army, but
1: no, that's a good point.
0: Yeah, they literally shapeshift into attractive people.
1: Yeah, and they look like humans, even though they hate humans, instead of turning into things that would actually fit into their army. Yeah, because they control like an orc army. Pretty much the army from Lord of the Rings. It's literally the army from Lord of the Rings. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely feel like the author had like a setting idea he really wanted to tell us about, but I don't think he knows what show don't tell is. Oh, not at all. Because I remember one thing that stood out to me as a character said, oh, that attack, I'm going to block it. And I'm like, dude, why didn't you just show him blocking it? This is a visual medium.
0: There is one moment in which the very end of one chapter, they're like, oh man, we're gonna force Dot Go to fight a troll. And then the first thing that happens in the next chapter is that one guy's like, so how did that fight go? Dot Go won actually. Oh really?
2: <laughs> oh god, that was frustrating.
0: Why did you even
1: build it up if you're not even gonna show it? Because they have fights that go on. in Early in the series, he fights with this, like, bandit dude or some dude who's a kung fu master but uses a sword, because (laughs) that makes sense. It's like three chapters of him fighting a dude, and I want to recap. This is all before it changes worlds, so none of these characters will ever show up again. (laughs) Pacing. To go on to that is the fact that the character writing is terrible. None of the characters, except for Doyle, Doyle is like how Sora was in Beast Children, where... The series writing is so bad having a character that's like C quality just shines so brightly because every other character has no personality. They run on tropes and they have that NPC. I don't know. I kind of like the characters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> i also love how the bad guy who's bad just for the sake of being bad sergey is like oh we need to get rid of Damon. he's of no use except like even without magic he's taking out really strong monsters and is clearly more powerful than the most of the soldiers they have yeah so are they just like upset that their idea didn't work so they're like oh fuck we're not gonna salvage this we're just gonna scrap it completely that's literally what it is
2: they kind of just hate dark mages for some reason
1: but he's not even a dark mage He doesn't have magic. He literally doesn't meet a dark page until chapter 20. Yeah.
2: Good point. (laughs) I mean, he's
1: supposed to be a politician, and they're stupid, so
0: I think that's literally the reason why. There you go.
1: He did have a cool design. (laughs) And then with the writing, the comedy feels flat. Like there were so many attempts at humor that just was like the most generic, like anime humor, which I know this isn't even Japanese, but they're like, oh, I'll use like a funny drawing or facial expression or have like a note where he's like all clueless instead of the actual, you know, humor coming from the dialogue like good writing has. Okay. So
0: here's the thing. That chibi art style where they just draw him very like cartoonishly and silly shows up out of nowhere. It feels so out of place. Completely, because up until it shows up, it's all drawn in kind of the same style. And all of a sudden, Doc o is just drawn like a fucking Pokemon.
2: It's got a, such a serious tone most of the time. And then it'll just kind of break it for like him making a real goofy face.
1: Yeah, I think the author was like, uh, I don't know how to write funny stuff, but that's the humor, right? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely got that like type of humor that like things that think they're funny, but they're clearly not like the room has. <laughs> Only the people making it thought it was funny, but literally anyone else would be like, I don't get why you would think this is funny. Yeah. (laughs) And then to go into tone stuff, the series is just like so childlike. All the names and stuff are really dumb. The character designs are ridiculous. But here's the thing is the series tries to play it all straight. Imagine if you were trying to make like Breaking Bad, but everyone is dressed up as clowns, but you don't change anything about the plot. (laughs) It needed to go tongue in cheek, but it keeps its mouth shut.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good way of putting it.
1: Yeah. You can't have, like, people with crazy long hair saying they're using their blood force attacks and then think people are going to respect this series as an actual <laughs> drama. I mean, that's anime, though. But that's the thing is that there's serious anime, but you wouldn't expect Monster or, like, Parasite to have characters using attacks like Double Blood Hurricane. No, they actually make it that the power to eat you know, works within the tone of the show. I guess I just watched Hunter x Hunter, which does exactly what you claim you can't do. See, that's the thing. Hunter x Hunter was written by someone who was competent. (laughs) I'm saying within the limits of this author's capability, the best way that he could have made this series to make up for the tone was to have embraced it. There are shows like that. There's Children's Hospital where there's literally a character that's dressed like a clown and people take him seriously because he is well-written. That's fair. (laughs)
0: Like You can break the rules, but you have to be able to do it well.
1: It's like jazz. (laughs) You can dress a pig up like a fucking emo kid, but that doesn't make it any less of a pig. (laughs)
0: What? What the fuck kind of comparison was that?
1: (laughs) I was trying to make like a lipstick on a pig comparison. We call the business stuff. I'm going to edit out. So let's keep going. You better not edit that out. (laughs) That was too good to edit out. (laughs)
2: All right. I'll keep the fucking emo pig. You guys literally have nothing negative to say about this series. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with the negative points. Yeah. I felt like they were kind of more positive. Maybe not more positive, but maybe an equal number.
0: I feel like you kind of said most of my issues with it. I guess the biggest complaint I have for it is that I just have no clue what the fuck is happening at any point in time. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's a
2: pretty big issue. Yeah, it's a big one. (laughs) Mine is pacing. Pacing, pacing, pacing. This guy... Doesn't get it. Sometimes the story is so slow, sometimes it bullet fast, but it's not ever consistent and it's not really easy to follow.
0: There's just so much, like, useless information in this. Like, my eyes were just glazing over reading a lot of the stuff where it's just like, oh my god, I don't give a shit about Lord Cross. Oh my god, I don't fucking care
1: about mana. Oh my god, make Doc go fight a guy. <laughs> I know you guys were a bigger fan of the series than me. So why don't we turn it to you guys to talk about what you felt the series really did well.
2: The art is great. Oh my God. It's beautiful.
1: When I read
0: manga, what I typically do is if I see a panel that I really like, like I screenshot it and I save it so that I can reference it later. You know, I'm an artist and I'm trying to get into comics and stuff like that. So it's good to have for reference. I screenshotted so many pages here because the art, some of the stuff he does is just stunning. Some of the way that, ways that like he draws the characters and the shading. This guy has a very strong grasp of like how to give things weight. It's not something you can fake. You have to be able to do it The guy from Beast Children Has never drawn from a real model I can just tell you that without having questioned him or anything, or just read anything about him. This artist has absolutely drawn from live models. I can tell from how he shades the face, from how, like, even though they have anime proportions, like some of these characters, you can tell that they're still drawn by somebody who understands how the human body is put together. It's something that you can't fake, and he can do it very well. It's just mwah.
1: Pretty much, I would say almost every character in the series is defined by just having tons of, like, 80s power metal hair. Like, if your hair goes, like, stops before your shoulders, that is, like, an abnormality in this series.
0: The hair in this is incredible.
1: It's glorious.
0: Like... Oh my God, I want to know their routine. <laughs> it just looks so full and shiny
1: and just like luscious. It's luxurious hair. For the first draft of the cover art, the artist Aaliyah, she gave them, I would say, what, I would say somewhat reasonable amounts of hair. And we we're like, no, 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 you you got to be real with the series. You got to double the fullness of the hair of these people.
0: There are a couple pages in the first or second chapter, I swear, I swear to God, at least half of the panels are taken up by hair. Another thing I really liked is I really liked Doc Go. Like, he's somebody who has a severe disability in a way that is visually present. It's not just that, like, oh, my disability is that I can't use key, or, oh, my disability is a cool scar that goes across my face that makes me look really cool. He has a hunchback. And as somebody who myself has a pretty bad back, I was like, hey, that's cool. I relate to that. I loved it. I really liked his character And the way that he really fought To become this like super powerful uh Being And then the fact that he just lost it All of a sudden You could tell that that really hurt him But my favorite thing Is how he relates to Doyle Because Doyle is somebody Who is also in a similar situation Where Doyle is hideously disfigured By his master Who experimented on him And you can tell And they actually say it It's like Doyle really Really relates and has a sense of kinship with Dot Go. I really like that how there's this connection. Mm-hmm. I really like Dot Go's relationship kind of with Home Young Young. What little that we see of it, mm-hmm. because it seems like they're childhood friends, and for some reason Dot Go has to make Home Young Young hate him in order to fight. I'm not really sure why that is because they don't really
1: explain it. That's what we call in the business, Jordan, bad writing.
0: So here's the thing. Yes.
1: (laughs) The reasons
0: why it's happening, if you think about it too long, you can't really understand it. But the relationships that the characters have to each other and how they interact feels a lot more deep Mm -hmm. than a lot of other mangoes. That's
2: fair. To add to that, I don't necessarily know if I'd call it bad writing. Or more writing that we haven't gotten to. Because like we mentioned, you know, it just kind of ends. I feel like a lot of the things are like, why isn't this explained? I feel like we're going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels more like they were definitely going to like go back more on that relationship. Like he was going to show back up, but he just never got to get to it, which was a bummer. Absolutely.
0: This is like the first manga that we've read where I was like genuinely sad to see it end.
1: Jake, did you have any thoughts about what you thought it did well independent of anything Jordan said?
2: One thing that I'm huge into is world building and interesting worlds. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this could have been a really interesting world. I feel like they had some real interesting setup. They had the contracts with the god. They had the orc society, which didn't make me think of like the standard like oh well, all orcs are evil kind of thing. It felt like like they actually had a reason to be fighting the humans other than they're just the evil characters. And I feel like if we had gotten more time to explore that world, all the buildup and setup would have made more sense. And I feel like it had a huge potential to be just this. Interesting, massive world.
1: Yeah.
0: Is there anything that you feel like it did well, David?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to go into it in what could have happened, but I think just the base idea of doing this isekai, where it's not from like a normal world to a fantasy world or even reverse, but going from a fantasy world to a different type of fantasy world is actually a legitimately really interesting idea. I'm not familiar with a isekai series that's really done that.
0: It's like if Goku showed up in the DC universe. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. The other thing I thought was really cool is that Doyle, like the fact that they were willing to make Doyle ugly, because Doyle clearly was going to be an extremely important character. And he's not like Hollywood ugly, you know, where it's like someone conventionally attractive, but maybe they have a scar and eyes missing. Yeah, This is a person that is legitimately difficult to look at. And the manga was not afraid of having a very morally good character that was going to be very important, but just went through circumstances outside of his control. Like it's not his... He did nothing wrong to end up in his current situation. So the reason Doyle looks like that is that his master, the
0: one who taught him dark magic, does a lot of human experimentation, not just on him, but he's killed like most of his apprentices through failed experimentation. Mm -hmm. And at one point, his master gets crushed in a battle and his master is like, oh, please save me. But Doyle pulls a Batman from Batman Begins and he's just like, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you either. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was a very good moment, even if I make fun of it.
1: Yeah. I think that talking about all the positives really ties into what could have happened. Because I feel like this series, above maybe anything else we've ever read, I think had the most, I would say, salvageable parts. Yeah. A lot of the execution wasn't done well, but the idea was great. Like I was saying, it's really legitimately interesting, this idea of doing kind of like a isekai to an isekai. Yeah where you are going from one fantasy world to another, but that means that you have to learn new rules. Like I think the fact that the main character has lost the ability to use his existing powers and has to learn a new system really had a lot of potential. Yeah, Because you could have seen him actually struggling again. You could have gotten a lot of really interesting character growth because this is someone who is a powerful being in his world that's been reset, but it's not like Devil is a part-timer where he's reset and he can't go back to what he was really. This is where he's been reset, but if he puts his determination back in, he can be back to where he was. This is giving him a chance to really start fresh and make up for the weaknesses he had in the old system like as we talked about he had this curse that limited his abilities powers but the magic system doesn't really have that limitation but they never really play around with that idea
0: yeah one of the things i like about this manhwa is that it is very much about second chances Mm -hmm. i think that's a very big strength here Mm -hmm. it has a lot of really good parts the issue is the structure yeah the structure is horrible oh yeah (laughs) it's just oh my god so what I would have done instead, I would have just kind of simplify everything, at least to start it out. I would have started it out where he meets Doyle within the first couple chapters. But what I also would have done is I would have made um, Home Young Young a lot more important. And I would have kind of made them, I was thinking maybe if we turned it into like a dual protagonist situation where sometimes you're following Doc as he's working with Doyle, but then sometimes you
1: follow uh, Home Young Young
0: as he's looking for Doc and he's experiencing things from a very different perspective
1: yeah and i think that would have been really cool because when he jumped through the portal they don't really say what happened to him but here's the thing is he actually still has full access to his abilities yeah and so he would have been this interesting contrast where he essentially is the kind of person they need and so that really could have played like this huge thing where maybe he shows up once uh someone, like is starting to get a hand on things and then he just completely you know takes the title away from because he just he's already on third base when dok Gong has finally got himself back to first yeah
0: or what if, like, Home Young Young shows up, like, while Doc sung gets brought over to the human side, what if, like, Home Young Young jumps through the portal and shows up on the dragon side and somehow winds up getting convinced to fight for the dragons or something? Ooh. We would see that side of the world. That makes the dragons a lot more important to the plot, because they're, like, totally irrelevant.
1: So I'm going to say 90% chance that was what was going to happen. Mm. You've said that apparently the light novels are trash, so... I, just, I was looking at reviews and they are like, yeah, they suck.
2: <laughs> that is such a bummer because I was thinking about like looking them up and seeing if there was an English translation. Just learn like Korean, bro. It's easy. Yeah. Just fire up old Duolito. Yeah, there you go. See? I'll
1: learn Japanese so I can pull jump data and you'll learn Korean so you can translate these light novels. Yeah, there we go. Jake, did you have an idea about what could have happened? I just
2: would have really liked to see it continue, see Home Young Young come back. And I wanted to watch Damon learn his new magic powers and find out how he overcame the block in the first place and learn Mm -hmm. more about that. So, yeah, more explanation and more exploration into the world is what I would have liked to see happen.
1: Yeah. Also, apply the curse consistently.
2: (laughs) Definitely. That would have been nice.
1: (laughs) It would have been interesting actually if the curse still didn't let him kill humans, but then like he can kill all of these monsters. Yeah, and that's like how his like loophole is because maybe there's no non-human monsters in his old world, but now he can kill to his heart's content. That would have been cool. I think what was supposed to be taking place was it's okay for him to
0: kill in self-defense, or it's okay for him to, like, kill by accident, but, like, if he starts a fight going, like, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker, then it kicks in. Yeah. But they did a really bad job of explaining it, if that's the case. Like, that's me reaching. Miscellaneous thoughts? Anybody want to lead the charge on this section? Ho Myung Young has literally no reason to have ever shown up in this world. Like, so at one point what happens is that early on, Doc Go is unconscious. Ho Young Young and Jun Hwan Sa both show up and they both want to kill him, but they both specifically want to take his head. Yeah. They're getting into this fight and letting Doc Go survive because neither one will allow the other ones to take his head. And then Home Young Young accidentally kicks Doc Go Sung over a ledge into a cliff and he's like, no, I was the one to kill him. And then he jumps after it. And it's like, dude, you killed him.
1: <laughs>
0: if you kick someone off a ledge, you kill them.
2: But I needed proof. And didn't see no body. I needed his head.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter that he's right. It's stupid. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter that actually he didn't kill Dokko-sung and actually Dokko-sung wound up being taken to another world. He has no
1: reason to know that. Yeah, they all will think that they just could never find his body. Yeah. Which would be a very reasonable thing. What did you say when Dokko-sung got renamed in the series?
0: They did an Ellis Island to him.
1: Yeah, so legitimately one of the characters from the New World is like, that name is too hard to say. We're gonna call you Demon Solo. <laughs> yeah. Except demon has bad connotations, so you'll be Damon. Damon Solo. I'm like one of the eight people that saw the Han Solo prequel movie. i like an imperial guy. And he's like, what's your last name? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, oh, you're all alone. We'll call you Solo. And that's <laughs> yeah. that's the canon. reason why Han's last name is Han Solo. Uh... Wait, really? I'm not kidding. Oh, that hurts. He's, like, going through, like, airport security, and they ask what his full name is, and the dude just makes up Solo as his last name. Oh, my God, that sucks. (laughs) There was a reason that movie was the only box office bomb in Star Wars. Oh, that's so
0: funny. It just reminds me of how my great-grandfather came over from Russia. They said, Chaiman is too hard to pronounce. You're Herman now.
1: One thing that's been bugging me a lot is did you guys think Juquan Sop looked a lot like the night guy that they had recruited? Like, I thought there was gonna be some sort of connection between them, but it didn't make any sense why they would be the same person. Like, if he had fallen through the portal, I would have gotten it. The night guy? The guy who started, who started America. Oh, crossing. Huh. Maybe it's just because they all have really long hair (laughs) and all the characters look the same. Yeah. (laughs) I was waiting for that revelation. Like, I was like, oh, maybe that's the reason I spent all this time on a character that's never going to show up again. Well, that would have been cool if, like, he went through the portal, but it just sent him back in time. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh. Because they say, like, oh, we can't guarantee you'll be in the right time or place if we tried to send you back. (laughs) There was, like, a pseudo time traveling element, and I really thought that was going to be a part of it, and then it just never came up. Yeah, actually, what if that was what it was going for? That would be neat. This author definitely thought he had a lot more time than he did. Yeah. Like, this ain't One Piece, dude. You can't have payoff 400 chapters later.
0: One Piece can get away with that because while they're setting up things that take place 400 chapters away, the current chapter where they're doing
1: it still is great. (laughs) Oda knows he will never, ever be cancelled.
0: It's literally the most popular anime and manga property in the entire world. I think he's fine.
1: Enormous lane as far as we talked about just so much D&D, we talked about a lot, but still just ridiculous. So this is like probably some D&D campaign.
0: Listing off the specific D&D spells that I can remember, they used Blink, Chain Lightning, Detect Magic, I think? Yep. Burning Hands, as I mentioned earlier. Dispel Magic. Dispel Magic, they used. Hellfire. Hellfire. Oh, I didn't realize Hellfire was a spell. They mentioned Fireball. But yeah, it's just, it's literally
1: the D&D names, too. It's like, it's great. And the dragons, because in D&D, evil dragons have color-based names, while good ones have metal-based names. And they're all, like, red, green, and blue. Oh. So they didn't even change that. Uh, one last thing. The main character is, like, drunk, <laughs> and he's, like, trying to fight a wizard. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't drink this much. But they never actually show the main character drinking at all. <laughs> he just says he's really drunk. The implication is we're seeing him after he finishes last beer and he's too drunk to buy another. But they could have had a shot of him at, like, a table of, like, six pictures to show them. They could have. And he doesn't even have, like, a stereotypical drunk blush. (laughs) I love that that's your criticism. (laughs) Because it's a very easy shortcut that he could have taken. But there's absolutely nothing that makes me think this character is drunk besides the fact that he says he's acting like an asshole because he's drunk. God damn it, if you say he's drunk, you better act drunk. Yeah, that's what we call, you know, realistic expectations. What's the phrase where it's like, Superman, he can fly, that's fine, but that, like, disguise, that's, you know, too much. Suspension of disbelief? Yes, it's against my suspension of disbelief. Magic is fine. Yes, you can try and punch a wizard, but by God, you need to actually look like you're drunk if you're drunk in this series, otherwise it does, doesn't make any sense.
0: I'll keep that in mind that this is something that pisses David <laughs> off.
1: One of the things that got me really excited
0: when I was reading this is there's a point where he's fighting an orc, and he starts attacking pressure points. Oh, yes. I love Fist of the North Star, so I got super psyched. The other thing that I wanted to point out was Duck song Sung loves using the word bastard to the point where it just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I think there's at one point where he just says, are they bastards? Which for some reason made me laugh my ass off. He also has a bit of a catchphrase in the early chapters whenever he's talking about Jun Huan Sa. He's like, Jun Huan Sa, you bastard. And he says that like three
1: times. (laughs) It was great. Actually, on the pressure points, I like that idea of like a Kung Fu guy. So he still can make use of this knowledge. He's right where it's like, it doesn't matter what you are. You still have like muscles in certain places. So that was cool how he was able to apply like technical knowledge, even if he didn't have his power.
0: I liked that fight a lot when he was fighting a giant two-headed ogre when he did that. Mm-hmm. And they show him stabbing him in the eye, which was like, ooh. He's got three more of them, so it's fine.
2: Ooh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but it was like more graphic than you typically see. True. It was kind of brutal. Yeah, it was
1: good. It was, it was Good fight. So, onto to the final verdict. So, why don't we start off with the six-word summary. Jake,
2: what do you have for us? Prologue, chapter one, and chapter two. Because that's all it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> i respect that how about you jordan
0: i did make one but i gotta find it oh god oh fuck where did i write it i actually only have a five word summary uh june Hwan saw you
1: bastard period <laughs> yeah
0: june Hwan saw you bastard period
1: that's good <laughs> <laughs> mine also was punctuation based i said beauty hair salon presents colon reverse isakai <laughs> I feel like it's like a cheat button to make mine funny is just having grammar that I say out loud.
0: Yeah, you just, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like how Aqua Teen, the movie, was Aqua Teen colon, movie for theaters, but you had to say the word colon when you said the title.
0: Uh, I remember that. I remember when they showed the whole thing on Adult Swim in a
1: tiny little box on the corner of the screen. I didn't know until after, like, many years that apparently you could get the audio. It was, like, Spanish audio number two. I didn't know that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then it sounds like we're going to have quite a fight for the discussion of flop or not. Yeah. So I feel like, why don't you guys start off? Because uh I'm a little worried about this one.
2: I think that the series as it is now is a flop in that it doesn't have a good ending and it just kind of stops. I think it had the potential to not be a flop. It was very enjoyable. And if it had gone on longer, I would have kept reading it.
0: Yeah. I am going to say not a flop. <gasps> I know, right? So here's the thing. I've read way shittier manga that went on way longer than this.
2: That's fair.
1: But that doesn't make it not a flop. A 6 out of 10, just because you read a 3 out of 10 last week, doesn't make it still not a failure. Well, because I don't think it's a 6. I think it's like, I don't know,
0: maybe a 6 out of 10. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I'd give it a 7. I think it had a lot of potential to be good. And the, the best point that the manga was at was right when it ended. Oh, yeah. Like, the manga was just starting to get... Good. All the other manga, like Robot Laser Beam, started good and got shitty. This manga started eh and then just kind of kept building up, and to the point where it ended, it ended right when it was getting good. It doesn't even end. What it does is instead of a to be continued,
1: it just says, We're not continuing.
2: <laughs> instead of ending, it stops.
1: <laughs> it doesn't try. That's it. GG. Oh, it's dumb. As I'm sure it's not a surprise to you, Jordan, I thought this was a flop. I tried to read it again, and I just kept skipping over material. I was like, this is all dumb. I will say it's not the worst thing I've read. It's not a certified flop, but I think I just get so upset because it really is legitimately one of the coolest root ideas of any series we've ever covered. And it was just done so badly when a really competent writer really could have played a lot with this oh yeah absolutely
0: no the issue is 100 percent with the writer
1: yeah the artist is great Mm
0: -hmm. i want to read more things that this artist works on because this motherfucker's talented
1: yeah he does have another series if you want to read that i might i legit might (laughs) jake so since you thought this was a flop what would you say someone should check out instead of this series
2: All right, so the comic series that I've brought is called Yi Sun Shin. Mm -hmm. It's not a manhwa, it's an American comic, written by a Korean-American, Anbi Kampan. He wrote this series as a retelling of a true story of the Imjin War between Korea and Japan in 1592. Mm -hmm. He came up to me at a Comic-Con that I went to a few years back, and just super enthusiastically sold me on this series. Mm. And I bought first eight issues from him. The ninth one just came out recently. And it's freaking good, yo. (laughs) You can find it on the website at Mm yisunshin.com. It's a blast. It made me think of the first few chapters where they are in a medieval time period Korea.
1: That's really cool. What I would recommend, since I thought this was a flop, was The Devil is a Part Timer. So this is kind of the closest comparison I have where essentially it's set in like a medieval fantasy world and Satan and his like assistant are sent to the real world where he then essentially has to work at McDonald's to make a living while other beings from this fantasy world come, lose their powers, but are still trying to defeat him because he is legitimately Satan. And it's a really fun series. It's on Netflix. I think it was based on a light novel or a manga, but I only saw the anime adaption. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> And then Jordan, for the first time ever, since you have deemed this not a flop, how would you say this compares to Chainsaw Man, the manga that all mangas are compared to? Chainsaw Man's still better.
0: <laughs>
1: like, let's be real here, we're having
0: fun here, and I, I like Dark Mage. Chainsaw Man's better. Yeah. I would love for the Chainsaw Man guy to write a manga that this guy draws, <laughs> but Chainsaw Man.
2: I don't think I've ever heard of Chainsaw Man before. I will definitely check that out. Oh, it's so good. I told Jordan right about it. I was like, It's about a dude who fuses with a chainsaw demon and he turns into a chainsaw
1: <laughs> and fights demons. <laughs> it's exactly what you expect based on that description. That is ridiculous. I love it. Except it's also way smarter than you think. Yeah, it's got a great character. Right, we'll be doing a special in Chainsaw Man. I think in a few episodes, so that one will hopefully, if you're not already reading, it convince you to read it. Finally, we have a contention for what is the best Shonen Flop series we have read so far. So, Jordan, uh, since this is the first series you've said is not a flop, I will assume it probably pretty handily defeats Robot Laser Beam. Yeah. I'm gonna say, even though I gave this a flop, I would say this was better than Robot Laser Beam, especially cause, to be honest, we kinda cheat because we say the first half of Robot Laser Beam. Yeah. I will give you that concession and say that this is the best series we have covered in Shonen Flop, even though it either ran in Shonen Jump, nor is actually a manga.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why. The only two Manhwa that I've ever actually really encountered is Dark Mage and uh, Solo Level. So, like, if this is the floor for Manhwa, is Manhwa just overall better?
2: I don't know. Something to look into. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I bet there are some real stinkers.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So now I just want to do some shout outs. So first of all, props to Jordan for making the awesome theme song you heard at the start of the episode. I want to give props to Aaliyah for drawing an awesome episode cover. You can find her on Instagram at Aaliyah Gestel. And of course, Nigel Francis for being our benevolent benefactor who helps fund the show. Thank you so much, Nigel. I also want to give a shout out to our new team member, Tim Plumidor, who is handling our social media stuff. So look out for some awesome stuff, really helping to get the word out about the show. Hell yeah. Jake, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything you would like to mention that you're working on?
2: Thank you for having me. I'm not sure if it will be out by the time this episode is out, but my wife and I are starting a podcast where we go over the Artemis Fowl books, and it's called a Podcast Most Fowl.
0: Podcast Most Fowl? Why would I listen to a podcast that's foul?
2: If you grew up liking the Artemis Fowl books like me, or you watched the recent abomination of a movie and you want to learn about the good stuff, that's where you can check it out cool (laughs) damn that sounds awesome i I read the series as a kid so i'm looking forward to that we're not sure what day of the week we're going to be releasing it but uh we will be uh releasing that soon.
0: It sounds like your podcast is just for
1: everybody. Everybody should listen to it. Yeah. Including you, listener. The next thing someone recommended is actually like giving shout outs to new subscribers and people that left reviews. I also want to really give a big shout out to everyone who's been either following the show on like Facebook or Twitter or giving us iTunes reviews. If you haven't yet, it really does help a ton. It helps us get ranked higher on the series. It'll just show up better in metrics so we can get our show to more people. In particular, I want to give a shout out to people that wrote reviews this week. A Haley, Dino Nugs and Macaroni. She set up and the snowflake sports pod we have almost 60 reviews so it would be really awesome if we could get up to over 60 before the next episode and if you would like to be given a shout out on the show all you have to do is either follow us on facebook twitter or write a review and just send us a message and if you have like a quick line more than happy to read it out to all of our listeners Finally, I just want to give some general shout outs. The first shout I want to give is to my friend's coffee business, the Jubilee Roasting Co. It was really awesome. He makes this really kind of like sustainable coffee. He sent me some samples and they were really great and their mission is to create well and be good neighbors. They're dedicated to serving their local community as well as the international community. Over the five years since opening its doors, Jubilee has implemented practices to improve transparent sourcing practice and provide better wages for coffee producing regions around the globe. I tried in particular the Pero San Antonio, which had this terrific earthly blend to it and really made me feel like I was in a coffee shop. If their mission and their coffee sounds like something you would enjoy, please check them out at JubileeRoastingCo.com slash shop. You can find a link to them in the description below. I also want to give a shout out to my friend Bimo, who does this really hilarious cooking slash drawing streams. You can find him on twitch.tv slash PMO and the snowflake sports podcast. He wants you to know about it. in his next episode, he's talking about the NBA is back and he'll be talking about how Trump is moving troops in Germany to other parts of Europe. It's kind of like this really cool hybrid between both sports and politics and uh, that show in particular is really awesome. Dan was on our episode for Beast Children, which may be the most cited episode. <laughs> <laughs> He's a really great guy, and his podcast is a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. How about you, Jordan?
1: Did you have anything? No, I don't really have anything.
2: How about you, Jake? Uh, No, nothing else that I can think of. You don't want to be like, I love my wife. She's the best. Anna, if you're listening to this, I love you. Man,
1: that's so nice that
2: you thought of that <laughs> on your own
1: to say how much you love your wife. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank everybody so much for joining us. You can find Shonen Flop on Facebook and Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify and iTunes. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Jake. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, floppers.